This is E.B. Smith, producer of Living the Blues. According to AARP, well over 37.3% of the U.S. essential workforce are 50 years old and older, accounting to 16.1 million workers, or 15% of the workforce. Well, we need organizations in place that will help. The National Caucus and Center on Black Aging is a national organization. Uh, was founded in 1970 to be able to help. These are our grandparents, uncles, aunties, dads, and they need assistance. Um, there's an office here right in Cleveland, and I'm embarrassed to say that I didn't even know about it. And we just caught up with them on one of the busiest days of the year, their senior expo. We interviewed some of the key leaders there to learn more about the organization, their heritage, and their work. Here we are at the Senior Expo at the NCBA at 12200 mm -hmm. Fairhill Road. Road. And we're here today with Mr. Wright, uh, the program manager, and he's been on our show before. Mr. Wright, so yes, been, sir. we shut down for a while, we didn't get to you, and we finally yeah. got this done, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feel, and it feels good. It feels good getting it, it done. Does. It does. It just feels good coming back. You know, it feels like we've been in this dark sleep yes. for a year yes. and a half. Yes. You know, and yeah. to be able to come back and sit across from somebody and have a conversation and look at their face and see their expression. <laughs> Thank you, God. <laughs> And, and, and my and, poor house was like, I don't care where you go, but you got to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and one of the good things about it is we came back with a lot more strength and clarity than when we left. Absolutely. Although everything changed, yeah. I think it's a good change. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And, There's uh, growth from this. Yes, there should be. Yes, indeed. Mm -hmm. yes, indeed. So where do you see us going? As, and I say us because I want to be right here with you. When we grow. Absolutely. Yeah. Where do you see us going with NCBA uh, from where we were before? Well, kind of things we not do? not in in reference to what it is that we do. Mm -hmm. We uh, we we continue the track because even during the the beginning uh, days of the pandemic, when the rest of the city, the the state, the world was shutting down, mm -hmm. uh, NCBA stayed open. Um, we were. Uh, we had participants that were um, that wanted to continue on with their work, continue on with their training. And so if they were willing and ready to do that, then so were we. We took our staff down to a skeleton crew. Mm -hmm. And the only person person in the office was me. Uh, but uh, our, our J JCs, our job counselors, our job developer, uh, our, our uh, myself, a lot of them were working from home. A lot of them were making care calls in the beginning days of this just to check on our people, make sure you're okay, make sure you got food, make sure you got water, make sure you're safe. Mm -hmm. You know, for a lot of our individuals in our program, because they were, they, were, they were hunkering down at home, they just wanted to talk to somebody. I just, I, I just want to have a conversation with somebody other than my cat. <laughs> and uh and and so and so we did that and um you know staying in contact that's where the networking is key you know staying in contact with our host agencies how you doing are you open when do you think you're opening um and then what we were calling it we were calling it the shuffle you know for those individuals that wanted to 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 work 
but but their host agency was shut down. Then you know we would talk to other host agencies to see if we can get them placed there temporarily until that other host agency opened up. And so we did a lot of that, that a lot of that checkered and chess playing, uh, just to make sure that uh, our our participants in our program were one still being compensated, two still being trained. Those folks. Now, did the host agencies? Did they? Did a lot of those come back? After the pandemic, yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of them, are, and, and and even a few of them still aren't open yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but but a great many of our host agencies, and we're at seventy five and counting now, um, that were closed for whatever reason, did come back to mm-hmm. us, and so we were, um, and we're blessed that they. That do you, part what of do that. you see the change as far as host agencies and participation from before and now? Well. I, I, I think the changes is 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 all pandemic driven. Mm-hmm. You know, before um, you know, uh, agencies once they were reopening, they wanted to make sure that they were that they were in a bubble. You know, and and that everybody that was working or training there was part of that bubble. Um, now we're seeing um, host agencies are wanting to make sure that everybody's vaccinated, mm-hmm. and they have that right. Um, sure. And and so. One of the things that we're doing uh, as 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 this new this new piece of it, as it were, is rolling out this new piece of the pandemic, this variant, you know, we're checking with our host agencies, you know, what what's your policy in reference to vaccination? Because we have to we have to honor that, whatever that policy is. And if we have a host agency to say, you know, Mr. Wright, we want everybody in our shop to be vaccinated. Um, you know, we have to honor that. In 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 now that we, we we're talking about vac- vaccinations, uh, what is your role as far as are you able to uh, have people to come here or direct them to a place where they can get vaccinated? Absolutely, as part of our supportive services, we do that. Uh, in fact, we were we were hoping here that we would have a vaccination clinic with CVS, but um, you know because of the pandemic, they're having a problem staffing their stores, and so they couldn't get pharmacists to. To, to be here today, so they had right. to. They right. weren't able but to is that it. something that we can probably plan for for, for some future time? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's something that we can that we can look to do uh, because again, uh, CVS is a gold partner of ours, and and they were working feverishly to try to find what we needed for today. Mm-hmm. But now we're also working with Rite Aid, and oh, uh, mm-hmm. you know we also work with Neon, and so so we've been a part of um, you know, and then information that's out there. About the vac- about the various vaccines, we get that information to our participants, like through Job Club and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about what about some of the hospitals like Cleveland Clinic and University Hospital? I know when I was here before, and I participated, I came in. The University Hospital was uh-huh. here. You know, what about right. some of those hospitals? We we of course. Everybody knows of the various hospitals and what their services are. And so, again, that's a supportive service for us. So if we if we have a participant saying that they're looking, you know, um, I'm looking for a vaccine, you know, then, you, yeah, we'll we'll call university. We'll call the big three mm-hmm. to find out what they're but to find out where the vac- vaccine clinics are and what time they are. But clearly all of that information is on the Department of Health uh, website and so we definitely direct people there or the cdc website yeah because hmm? i know a lot of seniors they they're going on in websites it's, it's, yes that's, that's God a bless them. yeah 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 and that's why that's why we kind of just we go on we update ourselves with the information because for, for a lot of our seniors it's a 
they'd rather a phone call or a conversation, you know, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you need to go over to Metro Health over on West 25th Street because they have clinics and blah, 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 that kind of thing that we offer. Address and email. Yeah, the address here is 12200 Fairhill Road. Mm-hmm. We're in the Fairhill Partners building. Okay. And um, um, we don't. We are working on a Facebook page for, for Ohio, mm-hmm. but there is a national website, mm-hmm. uh, www.ncba.com. Uh, that is our national website. And then you can go onto that website and because, of course, you know, our national office is in, is in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And then we have other um, NCBA offices around the state, Mississippi, Arizona, Florida, Illinois, Missouri okay. and Ohio. Okay. And so um, uh, but but we're we are looking to to create an image for Ohio for ourselves. Now, one of the things that you, I think we spoke about um, when we talked earlier uh, in the in the month, you saying that we were we had a program for returning felons, and you were going to do something. We are we are doing something, and it's in its embryonic stages. Uh, we're we're doing some things with University Settlement House, mm-hmm. uh, and I think what it is, they got the contract, okay, uh, right. um, to do that. We just got the green light to offer those services to, to offer our services to, um, you know, men and women that are returning from the various institutions in the past, we did not have that. And so, but now we're, uh, we're being able to offer that. So what that does for us, it, it allows us to open up another Avenue of service. And that would be the courts. And probation now, when, officers, when, parole officers. Is it also is that an age limit to that, or I mean, returning? It's always an age limit for us, so it's okay. always fifty-five okay. and over. Okay. Mm-hmm. So every returning felon, fifty-five yes. and over. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're here with Mr. Wright at the uh, NCBA uh, Senior Expo, and this is Thunder Roar and the EB Smith Project. We're doing a podcast today. We're talking to the key members of the NCBA. One of the best people <laughs> around, <laughs> and uh, I, I hope I can say a good friend of mine is Miss Matthews, and uh, Miss Matthews is one of the key people. Miss Matthews, kind of tell us uh, what you do and how you became involved with the NCBA. Okay, um, my name is Evelyn Matthews, and I've been with the NCBA for about the past. 13 years. Uh, What happened is I retired from the city of Bedford Heights and thought that I was ready for retirement, but discovered that I was not ready for retirement because I did not enjoy staying home all day, actually, quote unquote, doing nothing. So I decided to get back into the work field and, uh, you know, but kind of do it my way this time. And so a friend told me, why don't you go to the NCBA, which I had never heard of, National Caucus and Center on Black Aging. They help you get jobs. They help people age 55 years and over mm-hmm. find employment. So I came to the NCBA and I was interviewed by uh, the former 
program manager, and I found out that this program was for people 55 years and older, but within a certain income bracket. Mm -hmm. And I did not fit that bracket, so I could not utilize their services. Mm -hmm. But about a couple months later, she called me back and asked me had I found a job. And I told her, no, I was still looking. And uh, she told me that the Department of Labor had a job opening at their office. Mm -hmm. So I applied for that and I got it. Mm -hmm. And I've been here ever since. And I thoroughly enjoy working at the NCBA. Mm -hmm. The NCBA has been around for over 50 years, believe it or not. And a lot of people did not know about the NCBA. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's Title V under the Title V program, which means that if you have subsidized housing or SNAP, which is food stamps, they cannot include the income that you make from this program to raise your rent or reduce your SNAP. You're listening to it. Yeah. And so it worked out real good. And um, I came on board and we got new management so we started to really get the word out about NCBA. Uh, it's sort of like a spinoff of AARP because they do the same thing. They're under Title V also. Right, right. Uh, even though we're called the National Caucus and Center on Black Aging, we do help everyone, mm -hmm. not just um, minorities black, but we have Hispanics, we have Asian people, Indian programs, a lot of programs on the West Side. You're listening to people WEBS uh, Radio Podcast. And enhance their skills that they already have because they haven't been working in so long, mm -hmm. or they learn a new skill. And we have a lot of host agencies throughout the greater Cleveland area. These are organizations that will take our participants and train them mm -hmm. to do certain things at their job. And we have gotten so many people employed that way. Mm -hmm. uh, seniors are ready to work. They're no nonsense mm -hmm. for the most part. A lot of uh, organizations that I've talked to saying that one of the problems they have is trying to teach or incorporate the soft skills with a lot of young people. Right, 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 right. And they don't want to when do you say, that. When you, know, when you say soft skills, kind of define that. Because I think we kind of touched on that before, but yes. kind of define that for us. Soft skills is uh, no call, no show mm -hmm. on the job. Mm -hmm. If you're not going to go to work, you definitely should call off. Right. And let somebody know. Using your cell phone, respecting your supervisors, pulling your pants up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Those are all soft skills. Yeah. Uh most jobs say, you know, they'll teach you what they want you to know yeah. and learn. But the soft skills they can't handle that. Yeah. They don't even want to be bothered with it. Yeah. One of the things I think we touched about touched on earlier was, you know, not good customer service coming from, you know, the youth, right? You did what you get from the early. Well, one of the things that I pointed out was I said a lot of times what I see is in a lot of places is that they eighteen, 
where they where they key times. They have older people there. The younger people, they bring them in at the soft. That's end. right. And you, if you go to that same place, you can see the customer service diminished mm -hmm. at a certain time. So, well, I ain't going back there at a certain time. That's correct. You know what I mean? But I think one of the things we talked about is some kind of way we need to figure out how, or there needs somebody needs to figure out how we're going to match the, the older folk with the younger folk so that they can teach them customer service. Because you ain't got good customer service in a business. You're not going to get repeat business. That's right. Somebody may come once, they ain't coming back. And if you don't keep it coming back in a minute, you can get nobody coming. You're not going to get it. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. But they wouldn't work because they work too hard. Said, no, they work too hard. I ain't going to do that. So now you got to have somebody older. Come and say, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's right. figure this out. We're going to figure this out. You know what I mean? And I think NCBA has, this is the thing most, because everybody who you see here is like you say, they ready. They ready they for it. They come in, yeah. prepare, do the job, mm -hmm. and leave and go home. Yeah. And a lot of that nonsense that yeah. comes in between there, they don't have to worry about that. And we have a lot of uh, what we call host agencies, yeah. which are different organizations within the Cuyahoga County area, mm -hmm. um, American Sickle Cell, Red Cross, libraries. We used to have the Cleveland Board of Education, and we're going to try to get them back again, East Cleveland. Yeah. East Cleveland Library, right. a lot of uh, different churches and religious organizations we are starting to work with now. What, is, because, now. what does it take to be a host agency? What it takes to be a host agency is, first of all, you have to have a 501c3. Okay. You have to be nonprofit. Okay. And you have to have liability insurance. Okay. Those are the two main things that we need from you. Um, you have to supervise the people, supervise the people that we send to you mm -hmm. and, uh, not really a whole lot, not a whole lot at all. And it's beneficial not only for the organization mm -hmm. because we pay the people that we send you, they get paid minimum wage. It's a stipend. It's not a paycheck because it's not a job. Right. It's training. Right. But we do give them a stipend, and they can train for up to 20 hours per week. Mm -hmm. And it works out really good. And a lot of our host agencies have ended up hiring people that we send them because they like them so well. Their work is so good, and they'd be like, no, we can't lose this person. Right. So we're going to bring them on. They try to put them in the budget so that they could bring them on board. Right. So it works out pretty good. It's a nice, good program. We're getting a lot of churches involved now mm -hmm. uh, where you have parishioners who would meet the criteria of getting on the program, and they could work at the church, they, you know, an administrative, custodial, food bank service, mm -hmm. a lot of things that they could do, which is helpful for the church as well as helpful for the participants. So it works out pretty good. Here we are at the NCBA and we're here with today with uh, Ms. Matthews and she's a... Uh, I am the administrative assistant. State. Yes, yes state, state. State administrative assistant. State administrative yeah. assistant. Yes. This is Thunder Roar and this is the E.B. Smith Project.
Okay, we're back and we're here. Give me, give us your name, Madam. Cynthia Sullivan. Miss Sullivan, Miss Cynthia Sullivan. Kind of give us uh, an overview of w what you do yeah, here Radio with uh, the Fairhill Project with NCBA and um, how you came about and your feelings about NCBA. Um, first of all, I'm a job developer, and my role is to find recruit participants who want to be a part of this program. Now, the program is for persons 55 years and older. Mm -hmm. um, it's income-driven, which means that you have to provide proof of your income. Mm -hmm. um, there is a cap on how much you can make, but it is a Title V program. I learned about the program through a friend. I've been here in Cleveland all my life. Um, I worked um, in municipal government. This is up under the federal government, right. the Department of Labor. Right. I never heard of them before. Mm -hmm. um, so I was really excited about what this program can do for those persons 55 years and older who may have retired or some may have gotten sick, they're a little disabled, but they still want to work. Mm -hmm. And we provide that to them. Um, they work part-time, 20 hours a week. And the objective of the program is to find them permanent employment, whether it's full-time or part-time. And they get paid while they're doing that. So uh, for me, um, in becoming a part of it, um, I looked at, okay, how do we market this? Um, because most people that I've asked have no idea that we even exist. Right. right. And so um, oftentimes it's through word of mouth, but it's also through um, partnering with people who have no knowledge about it and getting them involved in it. Right. Right. And and that to me um, was my call of duty to get those people who were not aware of this program to tell them about it and make them a part of it. And so my thing is to, in order for us to grow, people have to know about us. And so right now we're focusing on, I'm focusing on getting the word out and making people aware. Is that aware. getting word out to participants or is that getting word out to partners? Or both. 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 Okay. Okay. Partners and participants. Because I find that a lot of partners don't even know about the program either. You know, a lot of people you want to partner. Say, is it a program like that? You know? Yes. Because I was talking to my friend of mine, uh, he's on his way up here, Mr. Lezinski, with the diocese. They didn't know about it. As big as they are, they was like, wow, this is a good program. So, yeah, it's been around for a while, you know? And so that's that's one thing. And then participants don't really know about it because they don't understand how it really works. Because I, I think the first time I heard about it was with, uh, it was AARP mm -hmm. was doing something similar, which is Title V, you yes. know? And so when NCBA was doing it, I was like, what's the same program? You know, like that. So, 
you know, but it's good to know that you have it. From, somebody from the inside understands the full concept because I understand that most people, or I, I feel like most people don't understand the full concept of the program. And so how long have you been in government? What other things do you do? Well, I was in municipal government. I retired. I was there over 31 and a half years. Oh, you're listening so to it was WGBS interesting to me Radio that podcast. prior to coming here, I worked um, in the casino mm-hmm. uh, for five years. Okay. And then COVID hit, and then this just kind of dropped in my lap. And uh, I applied and um, I got the job, and so I began to learn, and I, I thought, I've been here all my life. I'm a, a native Clevelander, <laughs> been in government, never heard about this program. Right. So it was exciting, Yeah. you know, and, and, and for what they do, because believe it or not, it's, it's a training and development program. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned from the participants that we have uh, particularly as it relates to technology, we're a little behind uh, yes. with that piece of this puzzle that we're in. Mm-hmm. And so we have to train people because if you don't have the skills with computers, you're not marketable. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing now is providing them with training for introduction to Microsoft Office Suites, which is Microsoft Word, uh, Excel, PowerPoint, and that whole suites of, of, of technology that you can use. Um, because a lot of jobs, everything's via the computer. If you don't know how to operate it, they really don't have any use for you. Um, even down to customer service skills. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people want to do that, but they've never picked up the phone and answered the phone for a company. Mm-hmm. So we also have that going on where we're taking them. Tra- and and believe it or not, uh, we have a couple of participants that uh, were part of the computer program, and now they've advanced. And they come back and thank us because they get a certificate. There's a program congratulating them. But it makes them marketable because the the whole employment uh, for people has changed. They want stable people to work for them because right now most companies, organizations, or what have you, they can't find help. Isn't that something? They cannot find out. So this whole this whole dynamic of COVID has changed the way we do things. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 more than likely we won't go back to the way we did it before. No, this is a new norm. Yeah. This is the new norm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're here <clears throat> at the Senior Expo with uh E. B. Smith Project. And we're talking with uh your name again. Sullivan. Cynthia Ms. Sullivan. Miss Sullivan. Miss Cynthia Sullivan. And she's uh, one of the key people here at NCBA. And we we were talking about uh, hiring and training of the uh, seniors over 55 folk. One of the differences that I've seen myself is that a lot of places are hiring seniors to be on there. Let's say, uh, for lack of a better description, they're 18. 
where it's key in the morning because the customer service is a lot better coming from seniors. They seem to treat people better. However, one of the things that I've noticed in training young folks, one of the experiences that I've had is I gave a couple, few young people some, some job applications. They looked at the job application. They said, no, I don't want, I said, well, they pay you good money. You know, I said, no, but they're going to work us to death. I said, no. oh, I said, come on with that, you know, wow. come on with that. You know, man, they work too hard over there. What they paying you? And they giving you, you know, full benefits for working part time. What do you mean? You know, wow. and and so that's what you get with young folks, whereas with seniors, it's like, you know, but they don't have the stamina and that kind of thing. So you got to just adjust it different. So I think a lot of the employers are finding that to be what they have to do. How do we keep the seniors on so we can keep this thing moving? And yet maybe we can put a senior with a with a youth and get and that the way we can train the youth. We get some communications between it, you know. But that's. But what do you think? I, I, I'm not. I'm not. There. <laughs> I, I, I was as you were sitting here talking about it. I thought the same thing. How can we match mm-hmm. someone with the experience and the wisdom and the know-how with those who don't have it? Right. Because it's it's all about teaching. Right. Right. But I I think it, it's like. When I was growing up and younger, I always wanted to be around the adults, if you will, because I wanted that information and that wisdom that they had, which is which is how I got to where I am today, mm-hmm. by listening and learning. I, I think that's what's missing. Absolutely. With our youth. Absolutely. They're not getting that because everybody's busy. Everybody's going their own way. Everybody's running and doing, and no one's taking the time to sit with the young people mm-hmm. and just talk to them. We we no longer have that. I can remember my aunts and my uncles, you know, talking to us and and explaining a little bit about life and a little bit about working and how you work to obtain the the things in life and that nothing comes easy. You have to work for it and you just take one day at a time. It's not urgent anymore. It's well, I take that back. It is urgent with them. They want it now. You're listening to the EBS Radio Senior Expo. And uh, one of our first people to interview is Mr. Andre Bustamani. Uh, he works here. And he, what is your uh, job description here? I am a job counselor. <clears throat> so kind of give us an overview of the program, if you will, uh, Mr. Bustamani, as to how it works and how everything is going. And actually, just tell us, what is the Senior Expo? <clears throat> The NCBA is uh, the initials for the National Caucus on Black Aging. And it was set up to uh, reach out to the African-American community, people that are over the age of 55, to enter into a part-time work doing job training with the idea of getting full-time employment, either with the people that are doing the training or with an outside private employer. So we have 
about 40 host agencies that are all nonprofits that we place our participants with and they're allowed to stay for six months and the duration of the program for each participant is four years. So we put them with uh, in different categories. If you want to go somewhere doing administrative work, uh, we have there's a lot of uh, requests for maintenance and custodial personnel, food pantry, uh, security. We have just about every category that you would want. So some of the facilities, there's there's a few churches that are the nonprofits that have some of our participants working there. And it's a it's a win-win on both sides. The NCBA program pays mm -hmm. the participants because it's a training program funded by the federal government. So the host agencies that take uh, the participants in and train them, they're able to a lot of times uh, add them in and hire them onto their payroll uh, once they teach them a different skill set. The senior expo that we do once a year, and it's unique to the Cleveland branch of NCBA. There's nine other cities where NCBA exists, uh, but we're the only one to do the senior expo, brainchild of Willie Wright, the program director. So what we do is have all the participants come, and at any one point in time, we aim to have 120 participants. That's how many slots we have in Cleveland on our in our system. Let me ask you a question right here. What is the difference between and a lot of people ask me this, which I have I don't think I've explained it as it should be, between Title Five, which is also uh, similar. Is this a Title Five program? This is First a Title Five program. Okay. What's the difference between this one? That's NCBA and the one that's ran by AARP, which is outside of, I think, Coward County outside. Of there is no difference. Title V is, is, uh, houses both operations. There's three groups, NCBA, AARP, and the other is, uh, I want to say it's the uh, Council on Aging might not be correct, but there's three groups that get this funding. So AARP is nationwide and okay. they've been doing it for, you know, several years. Mm -hmm. And just like anything else, uh, you know, you ask me the questions, I'm going to give it to you straight, no chaser. Sure. AARP caters to a different group. They created NCBA to reach the African-American community because we weren't getting any of the dollars okay. in the training program. So AARP and the other group, like in Cleveland, they're on the west side. They're not over here trying to do okay. what we do, although they do get some people. And we're starting to – here we're starting to work together mm -hmm. and take advantage of a lot of what they've been doing in the community over the years of things, some things we haven't thought of, try to bring our people in. So <clears throat> I came in – it's my second month. So you have uh, three – officers, so to speak, of NCBA, everybody else is a participant. So my job as a job counselor, of those 120 participants, I probably have 25 or 30 that I manage the government paperwork, which is, you know, it's as thick as my hand 
remember when I signed up, I had signed like 50 different places. So it's a constant updating of the paperwork and making sure everything is right. And then as a coach, trying to get them a job. And that's what we're doing here at Senior Expo. We have three speakers talking about hidden jobs, resumes, things that you normally don't think about, a success story from the program. Uh, and then there's vendors around the outside of the auditorium. So there'll be six different times that all of us can go out there and talk to them. And I can tell you, I, I usually volunteer. We go to all the job fairs. We go wherever anybody has a program. We have, a, you know, a traveling little table set up that we have. And uh, the vendors that are here today want to hire people. Well, they want to hire anybody. But today, specifically people over 55, and it's like they have jobs in hand. There's just not enough people to go around. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have five people that aren't in the program going to get jobs. I made, you know, folders for them and they're walking around with my people because a job is a job. I don't care how you get it, what you do. I, I, there's some young people that I've got looking at Heinz and at the uh, Allied, the security, because now, give you an example, Allied security. People, I don't want a security job. I'm like, yes, you do, because it's all electronic. You're sitting in there looking at about 15 cameras. You don't even have to look at the camera. The motion detector will light up and tell you, you know, push the button and say, what are you doing over there? And if it's wrong, just call the squad to go in. And that's, you know, they're paying almost $18 an hour for that, to yeah. sit in front of some cameras. Yeah. Who wouldn't want that? Yeah. yeah. They didn't come today because I was going to apply myself. That's <laughs> part-time. That's something I could do that. And, no, but seriously, they, they'll train you. For some of their senior people, after two years, they'll give you a laptop with the big screen, you could do it from home. You don't even have to go to a location. After two years. Yeah, that's that's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. We're here at the Senior Expo uh, with at NCBA. Uh, this is uh, you're listening to Living the Blue EBS Radio Podcast. And here we are at the Senior Expo. This is uh, one twenty two hundred, I think, Fairhill Road in Cleveland, Ohio, and this is the uh, Fairhill building, Fairhill building, and we're, we're going to uh, speak with one of the participants now, and give us your name. My name is Gwendolyn Jarrett. Gwendolyn Jarrett, and so we're going to talk to her about her participation with her. You, you're part of the Senior Expo. You're part of them. You wanted to participate. Yes. So what do you think about uh, this project? has been one of the best things that ever happened for a person like myself, you know, being of um, um, senior, mm-hmm. you know, age, uh, 55 and older. Right. It, it has helped to um, improve my uh, self-esteem and uh, um, build my knowledge on how to uh, deal with uh, the public. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. Number one, number two, um, my knowledge of uh, computers and you know how to uh, handle business through them. And, and let's face it, that's one of the, the the main things that seniors are having problems with. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So uh, yeah, it's it's a great program. Yeah. What do you think about the 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 senior expo itself? This is the first one you've been to. Did you go to one uh, before this one? Mm- 
I went to uh, a one in 2019. They didn't have one last year because no, of right, the uh, right. COVID thing. And uh, this is my second one. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about this? Is you, you went so you went to one pre pandemic and then you went to this one uh, uh, post pandemic, right? Right. Okay. So mm-hmm. what do you what do you think about difference? Well, you know, it's it's kind of uh, no, it has downsides quite a bit, but it still serves the main purpose, you know, to, to find employment mm-hmm. and uh, 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 for employees to reach out to, to us mm-hmm. who, who are basically in this to find permanent right. employment. Right. So um, the difference is really not too much other than the size, you know, because you don't have as many people coming together right. because right. of, you know, health, health concerns. But other than that, it's still um, uh, a nice group of participants mm-hmm. and employers, you know. So, what do you think I, about the staff here? In the staff? Oh my God! <laughs> you put me. <laughs> well, I love the staff. I'm, I'm gonna keep it real with you. You know, <laughs> of course, you know you have some concerns that you might have with one of the staff members because they want the best for you. You know, right? So, um, uh, you know, you might be, uh, and I've seen it, and I might be guilty of it myself. Become a little uh, touchy about it because you know they be like, "Come on, get in here. You can do this." You know, yeah. we're gonna send you here. You're sitting there, like, hold up, slow down a little bit. You yeah, know. No, again, I'm a senior here, right. but when it's all said and done, you know, they really have your best interest and they want to be the, the program to be successful. Good, good, good. So you, how long have you been involved with the program? Um, it's see? a little over three years. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. So, um. if you don't mind me saying so, I'm coming to that point where uh, I'm looking for permanent employment right you know right. and 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 is, this is a good time yes it is and right now yes, because is. so jobs are so much plentiful right and nc bay just put them out there we're gonna make it real easy for you you right. know so yeah right. uh three and a half years yeah okay well we're here at the uh senior expo and this is one of the participants we've been talking to and this is uh with the we were with Thunder Roar and the E.B. Smith Project, and uh, we want to thank you for being here. And You're we welcome. enjoyed you, and uh, we hope you finish uh, enjoying the rest of the expo. I will. The expo is exciting. Uh, I'm eight, and I'm telling you, you know, I'll be ready to go to sleep, but <laughs> I want to hear more, you yeah. know, because um, I've been approached by a couple of people. I think it's, it's, it sounds very promising. Okay. So I'm in for the duration. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And this is Thunder Roar, Living the Blue. The National Caucus and Center on Black Aging, also known as NCBA, is a national program funded by the Department of Labor. We administer the CSEP program, the Senior Community Service Employment Program. That program allows seniors 55 and older to come back into the workforce find employment full or part-time with our assistance. What we do, we place them at host agencies here in Cuyahoga County, where they sharpen old skills, learn new ones. We pay them a stipend of minimum wage while they're doing that. 
and members of the, the local staff will help them find that full or part-time employment that they're looking for. We like to think that the NTBA program in Cuyahoga County is the federal program with a local heart.